And hello, everybody, and welcome to Darkfire Taverns, where heroes meet. This is episode four. My name is JF, also known as Darth Frog, and with me tonight, as always, is my good buddy Prabhu, who we all know as Narakesari. How are you doing this fine evening, my friend? Yeah, dude, all going well. Going good. How about you? I'm not too bad. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so tonight, we're going to talk about the main event that just passed, of course, and then we'll touch on a few topics that uh, a few of our listeners have sent in. And of course, we will announce the winner of the second gold chest giveaway. So what were your uh, what were your thoughts on the latest uh, weekend event? Saturday was awesome. I really enjoyed it. It was 20 levels of um, light heroes, light and dark, and I got to use Bear and Call, so... I am not complaining. I would love to use them as much as I can. And I absolutely love that one. It was the first time we see just use two different elements, right? Yep. Typically, it's you can't use tanks or you can't use direct damage dealers, etc. But this time we were free reign around the hero types, but we were restricted to the elements. Okay, let me ask you a question, though. Because I saw this on uh, Discord, I forget where. Somebody said maybe this wasn't the proper event to do this on. Because of the global launch, we had so many new people. And now you're limiting like all of your new people after global launch to just two elements. And they may not have access to that many. So do you think that was an issue for the newer players? I think that it was, and it will continue to be an issue as more and more players join. Once again, which is critical mass, then that won't be an issue anymore. I did enjoy the two elements to have their levels. And I'll tell you, I was really happy about seeing the level 20 again, but not on Sunday. So on Saturday, it was awesome. It was like, oh, I, I, I just love it. And because Brawl was the other one and the tickets only drop so often, when I felt like playing, it was just like, all right, let's go in there. Let's do the levels. And I did them over and over again, trying to get better scores. But I really enjoyed the 20 again, but just on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, to give you an example. So Saturday morning, I went in, I did my Brawl initially with those five tickets, and then I bought. 100 energy and i said okay let me hit levels and i literally used all 100 energy on those levels in one go so you ran them twice yep so i ran them twice and a few ones that i I wasn't happy with the order that i used my abilities etc so then i ran those ones again but it literally took me 100 energy to get through that i get what you're saying because on sunday to do that again with 100 energy i'm then using another 300 energy on waves And then with the Castle Brawl as well, it was a bit too intense, which is why I just stayed away from the levels event on Sunday. I ran it on as a basic, but I didn't do any reruns on it. And I think it would have been great if, say, they had just the 10 levels on Sunday. Then you have your waves. You have an easy 10 levels. Because waves, you do them on auto until it gets a little bit harder. You do a little bit. Then you work on your levels. And then you go over to do your brawl. And it kind of gives you the same experience as the 20 levels and a brawl. Now you just have waves and 10 levels, which makes it a lot easier. I think when you have so much to do and you try to do well in all, in all events... It just it gets really hard because you're spending so much time trying to uh, to better your score on on everything. And then it's like, oh, my God, my energy is back or, oh, I'm back to five tickets, which, again, the tickets, I think they should give us more than just the five. Yeah, if we could bank 10 tickets, that would be awesome. I think also with Waves, something that you've been asking for for a long time is to have hordes of enemies coming at you. And they did put that in this time. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, at first I looked at it, I was like, Oh my God, how the hell am I going to manage this? (laughs) 
But I actually found those waves to be uh, fairly easy. I mean, they came, there was huge waves, but then they didn't keep coming. And I wish I would see that instead of having a stopgap. This time was the big purple eye, flying eye guy. Uh, The brains, as some of the guys call them. (laughs) The brain. Okay. So the brain coming down and then it's like game over. So at one point I got to a point where I try, you know, you try to run the last one a few times. It's like. I would get it every time and I'm like, okay, I'm done. So I didn't even go back to ways after that. I was like, I, I've got to 254. I'm good. I'm done. So instead of those stop gaps, if they had like the hordes that they had of those, uh, those things and they're just a little bit tougher, but there's more and more and more and they don't wait for you to kill them before the next wave comes. And I think that's the issue with, for me in waves is they come at you and then you'll be stuck on one guy. And then until you get him to a certain level, then that's when the next wave comes in. And I think that's where they need to to go. It's like, no, there's a timer. It As soon as it hits a timer, the next wave's coming in. We don't care where you're at with your current battle. The, the next wave is coming. And they need to overwhelm you instead of having just this one stop gap. And this is where I 100% agree with you. It should feel that you're being bombarded. If, you, if you've ever surfed or you've, or you've gone into like rough seas, you'll know that once you get hit by the first wave and you don't get up in time, the second wave is going to send you tumbling again. And the third wave is going to hit you and you're just going to be playing catch up afterwards. And that's what we'd like to see from waves. But moving on from waves, what were your thoughts of the uh, quadruplets in Brawl? I loved it. For Jorgen, it was like being in a mosh pit. I, I loved it too. I think even the race and castle were both fantastic. It was super fun. I mean, the Predator one on race, which was there, and the Salva team, those were so much of fun because it was playing catch up. And you look at them and you're like, the Dare team was a little bit easier than the Salva team because you could, because they always come back to where they were after they use their ability. So you could drop a sludge or you could CC them. But the Salva team was just hopping in front all the time, right? It was just like, jump, jump, jump. The Salva team beat me the very first time. And then after that, I said, okay, game on. And I cycled Golem and Mykonid. And it was so easy to beat them after that. So many people will have a hard time with them. And it's like, no, no, no. You, you throw Mykonid, they'll go and they'll stun. And yeah, okay, they'll jump in front of you, but then they're so far away. So they might sometimes even use their ability on one of the golems or the Mykonid. So one of them will be behind. Yeah. Right? Like the the game isn't smart enough to know when to use the ability to actually jump forward. And they'll use it on someone that's close by. So having those just doing the summons behind them, even with them or whatever, it just slowed them right down. At that point after that, I, I had no problem whatsoever beating them did you have any final thoughts about the event i've got a couple things that i want to give a couple shout outs for the event but if you've got something else to go on before i'll let you talk nope i'm happy with it i'll let you carry on yeah so as uh, some know i run darth's rankings which now I have moved to its own channel on our uh, Diablo 2 Discord server because it was getting lost in the lounge. So I created one so you could see the history and whatnot. And so I'm very familiar with who does well in these events. And I do want to give out a big shout out to uh, Ventar from Legends Only, who just busted on the scene. He had never ranked in the top page, so he wasn't on my ranking at all. And all of a sudden, it's like five events, five leaderboards. So he crushed it. He had an amazing event. But you know what else actually really impressed me was the clan Quandrenium Hills. We had people in the clan so often. It's like, 
who are these guys? Where are they coming from? Now, of course, I also keep the trophy total, so I know that they've been there. The fact that they had all 50 players put up numbers and they were at the top for so long on day one, everybody's like, who are these guys? They eventually did drop off, but they did finish seventh in uh, waves. So congrats to them. They did awesome and can't wait to see them again next uh, next event to see where they go. Yeah, and another player who did really well was Kinglish from um, Kings and Queens, right? He burst yeah. into the scene and he was on the arena boards and a few of the other ones as well. And I think with the global launch, and he's been around for a while, but everybody upped their game. Everybody pushed so much harder and it was great to see. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And you've been looking after the guys in spawns for a while. How did you feel about them hitting uh, 13 waves? I was quite proud of them. I was very proud of my boys. Most of the team, well, about half the team is just advanced players. So seeing the advanced players being able to push assassins, which I do believe they're majority expert players, I thought that was amazing. So a uh, big shout out to my boys for finishing uh, third in waves. I was quite happy. Uh, that is definitely awesome to see. Well, enough about events. We had a great event. Congratulations, everybody. But we'll move on to another topic, which is our basically a mailbag, if you will. We had asked some people to enter the second gold chess giveaway to send us a question or a suggestion uh, via email. And we did want to touch on a few of those. I'll give you the mic, Rabs, and uh, cool. start her off. So first one was Venta. Their question was around what is defense protection and how does it affect the CC or the crowd control in the game? Well, you're the expert on that, so I'll let you take that one. So defense mitigates physical damage, and that's about it. So it doesn't affect anything else within the game itself. It just means that we'll take less damage from if somebody tries to stab you with something sharp. Now, <laughs> protection, on the other hand, has a lot more going for it. So it reduces magical damage, but it also affects most of the CC effects within the game itself, with the exception of stun. Stun is the only crowd control in the game that is not affected by anything and will always tick for its full amount. I think the devs should make defense affect stun. Hmm, but, I'll, I'll, but, but I'll let you keep going. Cool. <laughs> that would be interesting. Now, if we look at the other CC effects, you have freeze and daze, or slow, and those are three items that are affected the most by protection. So the higher the protection, the lower you would be CC'd by those effects. There is a sliding scale, and lowest on the sliding scale in terms of the effect is fear. So if you look at heroes like Elion or Katrin, those will be affected the least by protection. But then you also have sludge, which is one of the staples in race. But I think sludge just puts on slow, right? Sludge itself isn't a an effect. Yeah, so sludge is basically slow that is refreshed every second. So as soon as you come out of it, it'll then be reapplied every second. So therefore, you cannot just breeze through it or walk your way through it once the in, once your protection allows you to reduce it. It'll just reapply every second itself, which is similar to how Makash's poison works. Makash's poison reapplies every second for the duration of it. Right. So it's a four second, I think, stun, but that reapplies every second. Yeah. So I'll go over to the next question, which was uh, from Alo Epia Emrys. And I'm really sorry if I butchered his name there. I thought that was a good attempt. 
that was around global launch and the advent of whales and how do you think that will affect the game itself what are your thoughts on that honestly the people that want to pay the money we need those in the game so i know that a lot of people are always wondering about oh how is the game going to be affected by the big spenders the whales and you know what it's going to be affected that the game can stay alive longer but how does that affect the game itself inside? Like if you spend more money, really it's the main events. The main events and being able to have a more powerful team to be able to go uh, do waves a little bit more, being able to have, you know, the the level 25 there who, you know, kills towers so quickly that their scores are so much better than the people that have a lower team power and can't just crush through just any team that's thrown at them. So they will score higher. Other than that, You've got your campaign. You're going to go through campaign. The big money whales doesn't matter. PVE, uh, PVP, sorry, in arena, you're going to be affected by your ELO. So all the big spenders that have these super powerful teams and are super fast, super good, all have everything. They'll be in their own uh, little bubble at the top. That really still doesn't affect you. So overall, the game is not going to be overly affected by the big spenders outside of the main events. And the main events can still be enjoyed by the free-to-play players. They won't get all the top rewards, but that's okay because as long as they do well, the event shop is good, and there you get some some rewards from that and with the totalizer and stuff like that. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think if you look at the vast majority of the game, as a free-to-play player, you'll be able to enjoy it without being affected in any way or form by the high spenders. As you mentioned, campaign, PvP, etc. And I think also with the fact that the, that the dev team have created these 20-player boards, which is a random 20 players, that really opens up the rewards for everybody within the game. It gives everybody a free shot at getting rewards in the game, and therefore there are a lot of mechanics within the game to combat this. So... I don't think anybody needs to feel discouraged or to worry about this. All right. So the next one. Uh, so we actually had two people, uh, Cody C3 and uh, Ebala18. They both were asking about gear. The aspect of the, the gear questions that they were asking that we kind of liked, uh, we wanted to touch on, was the crit. So how much critical gear do you want to put on a hero? And when is it worthwhile? And when is it not worthwhile to do so? So to give you an example, we had another player whose name I'm probably going to butcher, M.G. Nooms or Numez. Sorry. M.G. Nooms. M.G. Nooms. Right. Yeah, he actually confirmed that that's how you pronounce his name. We were on Discord. Uh, okay, cool. Perfect. So M.G. Nooms, got it right the first time, was discussing around Ellen and Crit. I did a loadout and she had just over 50% crit on there. And while 50% crit sounds awesome, but the damage was minuscule because if you have no flat damage in there or you don't have any percentage damage in there or any modifiers to your crit damage, you're actually hurting yourself even more. It's about trying to find that balance between crit and percentage damage or critical damage itself. Because there's two aspects. You have crit, critical damage, and absolute damage per se. And it's trying to find a balance between those three. And the game does a pretty decent job of it itself. If you look at some of the sets that they have, so you have the Wolf Fang set, or the Fang set as I call it, with the sharpening oil and the Fang. Right. So that, that that's a pretty decent set, right? It gives you a decent amount of crit, and it gives you another slot where you could put in Blood Rose, for example. You then have a defense item, which could be Thorn Cloak, 
and then you could put the Lux Brooch as your magic item, and that would give you a decent amount of crit and a decent amount of damage as well. And it's about just trying to find that balance in there. Yeah, and I think when we talk about critical damage or like critical chance, you have to ask yourself, what am I doing? You know, you take Rihanna, she's there for the lockdown, so it's crit all the way. How much damage she does, it really doesn't matter because she's there for the lockdown. So it, you have to ask yourself, what am I doing with my character? And do their ultimates have critical damage and go from there? Mm-hmm. So we had a really interesting question from NWK, which was, can we record ourselves playing the events and showing what our loadouts, etc., are? And hopefully this would help out other players. I think he wants to help himself out. So I... You wanted to say something to him, right? Yep. Did refer to the in-house Discord. All the information's there, buddy. All the secrets. <laughs> Everything's there. The next question we had was from Jensron. Are there any inefficient heroes or skills within the game that you would like to see changed? Can I take this one? Yep, all yours. Can I really take this one? <laughs> I'm leaving this for you. So there's a boy. There's a big boy. And he's got a Big, big cannon. Doesn't shoot it very often. Once every three seconds. His name is Zhao. Uh, He could be something special. His damage is so high because his attack speed is so slow. But he's an epic hero. So what could save him on that? It could be his skills. And his skills are horrible. What does he have? Let's let's take a look. Okay, I'm going to stop being so dramatic here. But his skills are basically Ignite, which is a mat, but it's his first skill. It's fine. Dragonfire, which is... And this is where it gets me. For each fire hero, including Zhao, increases auto attack damage. Now, his best is damage is 9%. So if there's Zhao and two others, it's 27% damage. Do you know what some common heroes have? They have one where you don't have to jump through hoops. That is power attack, which is 30%. Just flat out 30%. So he could be by himself. It's 30%. Yes, if you have four fire heroes, but why do I want four fire heroes if I want a good build? So it's a suboptimal skill that needs to change. Improved resistance. So he's a guy who's got really cool defense protection. That's the same. So why are we only improving his protection? Let's improve both. There's one called veteran that improves both. Let's do that for him. Or is veteran the one with the health? I don't know. But there's one that does both. And then stun target. That is one of the worst skills. And I get it that it exists. Not all skills need to be the best. But why do we give four skills that are common skills? to an epic hero. Zhao could be so good, should be so fun to play with. My rant is over. <laughs> well, here's something to lighten the mood. Vass and his love letter. Do we read it on air? I think we should be keeping that one um, private. And yeah. just tell them that, Vassil, we love you too, man. We love you, bro. All right, so that's going to be it for the mailbag. So we have one last thing to do before we get to last call. And that is announce the winner of the gold chest giveaway number two. Now, we had the privilege of having Adriana, a moderator on the Darkfire Heroes official Discord server, as well as being in one of the top clans assassins. 
and they decided to help us and do the draw. If you don't want to get spoiled, go on our YouTube channel, check it out. I've posted it up there and they do a nice little draw. Are you back? No? Okay, go check it out quick. Okay, everybody back? Good. So to officially announce the winner, it is, drum roll, not worth killing, also known as NWK. So congratulations, buddy. If you want to please DM me your player ID and we'll send it up to the developers so that they can send you your prize. Hey, NWK, congrats, dude. You couldn't have gone to a nicer player. Really stoked for you, mate. And that brings us to last call. So do you have something exciting to talk about? I sure do. Go on, go on. Okay. Well, what we did is we started our very own Darkfire Tavern Discord server, where right now for the public, we just have a couple of channels in there. But one of the channels in there that we have is for giveaways. And for the next six giveaways, because we have eight total gold chests to give away, one per week, and we have six more to do. So instead of asking you guys to email us every single time, it kind of gets daunting and whatnot. What we'll do is we'll just get you guys to uh, join our server, do a little reaction on the post that's in the giveaway. And anybody who's got a reaction in there is going to be put in the draw for the third and all the way to the eight gold chests to give away. So now you won't have to reapply every single time. You'll just go in, you'll have it. And if you don't win, if you win, you're going to be removed from the next draws. But then after that, you just, you're going to stay in the draw. So if you don't win the first one, you know, you'll be in the other ones and by all means, come in, leave a comment or whatnot on our, in our guest lounge, and maybe give us some suggestions on what you'd like to see in our public area of the discord server. So just come in, do a little reaction on the giveaway in the giveaway channel and be entered to win a gold chest for the next six weeks. Awesome, dude. I can't wait to see how many players we get in there and to see the comments running in and players asking us more and more questions on what they would like to see in the podcast. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I like where we're heading. Uh, But for tonight, you know what? That's all the time we have. So on behalf of Prabhu and myself, I would like to wish everyone a good night.